Welcome to the Women in Business podcast series, part of BIV Today, the business intelligence podcast from Business in Vancouver. I'm Haley Wooden, executive editor of BIV, and this episode is sponsored by Cindy David Financial Group. This week, we launched the latest issue of our Women in Business magazine, and in conjunction with that on this show, I'm hosting conversations with a series of BC-based female business leaders. We have two joining us today. Cindy David is president and estate planning advisor with Cindy David Financial Group. She's a leading Canadian financial expert and a trailblazer in the industry. Cindy, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you. Also joining us is Lori Pinkowski, Senior Portfolio Manager and Senior Investment Advisor with Canaccord Genuity Wealth Management. She has over 20 years of experience in the industry and is a regular media commentator on all financial matters. Lori, great to have you on the show as well. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. These were very, very brief intros for women who have spent a lot of time, have a lot of experience in this industry. So I'll turn it over to each of you, Cindy, beginning with you. Tell us a bit more about the work you do and how you work with Lori. Sure, sure. Um, I have been doing it for 30 years. um, And I think what's important to know is that I've got all of the alphabets behind my, my name on my business card. So I'm a certified financial planner a um, trust and estate practitioner, a family enterprise advisor, and a chartered life underwriter. All of those designations um, in and of themselves require continuing education credits. So not only have I spent 30 years working with clients um, closely, um, but I've continued to learn along the way. I started as an independent financial planner, and then I joined a non-bank owned securities uh, firm where I worked for 18 years. And that's actually where I met Lori. Um, We partnered, I can't even tell you how many years ago. Um, So I've worked with hundreds of investment advisors and their clients. I've worked with hundreds of my own clients. And one of the reasons that I've partnered with Lori and invited her to join on this podcast is she really is one of the best uh, portfolio managers that I've ever worked with. Um, and you'll hopefully hear more about that throughout this podcast, but, um, I'm really happy to, to be a partner with Lori and to be able to work together with clients with her. That's a great segue to you, Lori, and wonderfully kind words from a fellow expert and peer in this industry. Tell us a bit about what your areas of expertise are and some of the work that you do with Cindy. Of course. And uh, thanks, Cindy, for that intro. And uh, we've been working together for 13 years, if you can imagine. Time flies when you're having fun, huh? <laughs> yeah. So I, I've been in the business for over 20 years, um, managing retirement money uh, and uh, and really focusing on on client needs and getting them through volatile times and markets. And uh, I really focused on retirees and, and transitioning them into that next exciting stage. And again, that's why Cindy is often in the room with me. She is a financial planner extraordinaire, and she really deals with a lot of complex uh, situations, find solutions for my clients. And again, this is why we've had such a close relationship uh, over you know more than a decade, uh, because people come to us and they need answers. And, uh, and we're the duo that provides that to them, along with uh, other professionals that we partner with as well. Well, it's great to see two women working together. My next question, and really the theme of our magazine has been about women leading in industries traditionally dominated by men. And so a question to both of you, maybe Lori, we'll start with you on this one. Uh, How often do you work with female professionals and what is it like to be a female professional in the industry that you're in? 
Um, yeah, you know, I often work with females, um, and even you know when you're dealing with um, um, you know a couple, uh, often often focusing on the woman as well. In in that retrospect, I mean, I got into the business at 22 years old, so being a woman in business, uh, you know, that was a, a bit of a tough entry, of course, when you know there's five female financial advisors out of 500 uh, at the time. But again, uh, you know, I think that women are are doing well in the workforce. Um, I think that they wear a lot of hats. And, you know, I think dealing with women on so many different fronts uh, and being able to communicate effectively is just so important. Uh, and I think, again, Cindy and I along the way have learned, you know, uh, it's it's important to focus on finding solutions for women as they go through different stages uh, of their lives, of their careers, family events, all sorts of things. So we're definitely there uh, so that they can lean on us. And, and again, I'm focused on managing the portfolios day to day, uh, I'm a discretionary portfolio manager uh, with an active strategy. So again, I'm looking at markets and uh, making decisions on behalf of clients uh, so they can focus on what they need to do, whether that's career, family, um, the position of caregiver, whatever that may be, uh, you know, again, so they can sleep at night uh, while we're handling the portfolio. And of course, we've got Cindy uh, overseeing their entire financial situation and financial future. And that's really what people need. That I like that you mentioned finding solutions for women at various stages in their careers. And Cindy, it's generally true women are earning more than they have in the past. There's more women on boards and C-suite positions. They're doing a lot more. The world has changed quite a bit. Still progress to be made. But that obviously necessitates women needing to find the advice and needing to think more strategically perhaps than they would have had to 30 or 40 years ago when it was a very different time for women in business. Very much so. I think um, there's less of the stereotype that exists today than than ever before and to your earlier question you know think about 30 years ago I'd be the only female walking into a room of 100 guys at a conference and and now there's 10 of us um so that that is progress um maybe even 15 so you know there there women are being represented much more um I love working with women I love working with men um and I find you know, there's there there are some differences in working with women, but I'll first just sort of talk about um, how why I think females are great make great advisors. We're good listeners. This this business requires a lot of listening to our clients' needs um, and wants, and and women are great at that. I'm surprised there aren't more female advisors in the industry, and I do think that's going to change going forward once they hear you know, from people like Lori and I about what a great industry this is and, and what good work we can do in service of our clients. I want to pick up something up on something that you mentioned that there are some differences in terms of perhaps the goals that a woman has versus what a man might have. Do you mind sharing what some of those are? Um, people have similar goals. You know, a, a lot of what we do is around uh, managing wealth and really where cash flow should come from when when you're retired. People are used to growing their business. They know where money is going to come from. If you sell your business or retire as an executive, um, everybody wants to know which bucket do I spend from? And that's my technical term. Lori's heard it a million times. Um, but really, it's just a matter of planning for tax efficient cash flow and layering those different taxable forms of income into the marginal tax bracket so that we're just we're, we're lean and mean on tax and, and cash flow, maximizing how much money our clients actually get to spend. Um, 
I would, I would say that my female clients in my experience are more detail oriented and I love that. Um, the more questions, the better, the more engaged our clients, the better it, it helps me to know that, that they're understanding what we're doing and, and we're all on the same page. Um, so it's a, it's a joy working with, with women and, um, and I, I like the detail oriented side. I, I can't say there's much difference because when, when people retire, um, they, they often have similar questions. Yeah, Lori, I'll, I'll come to you on this. And then Cindy, please jump in with your advice as well. But I feel like now would be a good time to maybe get to some tips, things that female professionals should keep in mind as they start thinking about the next few stages through to retirement. Lori, what are some of the things you find yourself saying time and again to the clients you work with? Again, having a financial plan is key. You can't uh, go this alone. You know, I think um, it's important to sit down with your professionals as early as possible. And Cindy will agree. Uh, we don't love getting the call. Uh, you know, I just retired last week. <laughs> Can we get a, a plan done? You know, we want to start, although we'll do it. Um, you know, we want to make sure that they're prepared a year, two years in advance. And um, and like Cindy said, cash flow planning on her end is very important to figure out how much they need to spend, you know, which buckets, uh, you know, you're going to be taking that out of, whether it's a joint accounts, a corporate account, a trust account. Uh, where is that income going to come from as you uh, move into retirement? And on my side, again, it's important to uh, have the portfolios invested, um, you know, in dividend paying stocks uh, and and again, actively managing the risk that's out there, because as we know, 2022 has not been kind uh, to investors. And and we do go through these types of years. I've been doing this for 20 years. Um, you know, I've been through much bigger situations than what we're dealing with today. And the main thing is, is you want to make sure you're in high quality companies that's going to get you through uh, to the other side. And and I do think, again, like Cindy said, I mean, I love dealing with women. Uh, we deal with lots of men as well and couples and everybody's family is unique. Uh, they all have unique situations. And, you know, Cindy and I are excited to get up in the morning every day to figure figure out solutions for people who are entering retirement or questioning it or selling a business or coming into uh, a large sum of money, such an in uh, inheritance where they've never even had uh, that kind of money before and really explaining it in a language that they can understand. I've, I've often said, and, and again, doing so much media on CKNW, you know, 13 years of live shows going, you know, there's no point in talking to anybody if they can't understand what you're saying. So Cindy and I try not to use financial jargon and so that we can communicate effectively because just because people are and women are uh, have their own profession and, you know, they're career driven, they may not understand the investment side of things or the financial planning aspect. And so, again, when we're sitting down across the table from people, uh, it's about, uh, you know, talking in a language that they can understand so that we can help them make those decisions as they enter into retirement or a new stage of life. Yes, Cindy, I'm sure you could agree with, and I'm sure you do agree with everything Lori said. Do you have any other tips that build off of what she said and things that you find yourself repeating time and again to the clients you work with? Um, well, not necessarily repeating, but I, I would just reiterate the importance of a financial plan and and the the leeway, the the um, the advance notice that you should put your advisors on. This is not an overnight event, and it, it takes time to do it well. Uh, you know, you wouldn't want your dentist rushing through a root canal. And um, 
so we, we want to really take our times to make sure that we're, we're understanding everything about a client's life. And I, the process is the same. You know, there's, there's lots of repetition for us. It's just a lot of sitting down and asking questions and, um, you know, gathering information, which everybody does. That's the process, you know, a discovery um, session with the client, um, which often includes, includes homework and quite often for the first time in, in several decades. But uh, if you pick up the phone and give me a call, you're probably going to end up with some homework because it's impossible for us to give advice based on guesses. Um, I do not guess. Um, and so details, details matter, information matters. And the more people can, can prepare for, for meetings with people like Lori and I, I think the, the more they're going to get out of it themselves. I got chills when you mentioned that root canal analogy because <laughs> I thought about the pain. But building off of that, I guess there is something to be said for there will be financial pain if you don't take the time to plan or you retire before putting in place any kind of plan. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's very key. And I think there have been studies that prove that people who plan, um, you sit down and put ink to paper and take the time to do that. They actually do better in their investments um, and overall paying less tax overall on income. You know, tax is a, is a key motivator for people to plan around or away from, you know, the, the more distance we can put between between ourselves and, and having to pay income tax, who wouldn't choose that? So that's what I enjoy about about what I do and the planning side of things. I um, haven't read the Income Tax Act, but I know an awful lot about it. And, you know, enough to, to spot some opportunities for clients that definitely are being missed. Very rarely do I sit down with a client and don't have any advice to give. There, there are always tweaks. Um, and even if I've been working with a client for many years, three, five, or 10 years, when we sit down to do an annual review or um, every other year review, there are always things we can tweak. So, you know, it's, it, it's not a one and done thing either. I guess that, that's important to say as well. And I, just to kind of reiterate what Cindy was saying, just in terms of a financial plan and getting to know uh, people, you know, I think Cindy really takes the time, as as do I, to understand the family dynamic, uh, to understand what are their wishes, you know, at the end of their days, where what is this all being planned for, um, you know, and people are definitely interested in saving tax today, but also in, in the future as well. And so, you know, that when we talk about financial plans, uh, the way that Cindy, um, you know, puts this together, it's, it's not, again, one and done at all. It's not, you know, answer a bunch of questions, outcomes, your plan. Uh, you know, she's really getting to know you uh, and your family, uh, as am I, by being in those meetings. And and your financial advisor should be included in the financial planning meetings, right? Even if they're focused on portfolios, I always say you can't manage someone's money if you don't know who they are. And a lot of these details actually come out uh, in these uh, in these meetings that I'm having uh, with Cindy in the room and with the financial planner. Um, because, and also I'll just say with women, uh, what uh, makes it exciting dealing with women is they're often, um, you know, happy to tell us lots of details. Uh, they communicate more about their family situation and so on, where, um, you know, maybe some men are not or could be more reluctant uh, to give us all the details, um, you know, and I think that's really important while you're building that relationship uh, so that she, you know, that the women uh, that women do feel uh, safe to share with us and lean on us for all sorts of things. 
I suspect too, being in the room for those conversations as experts, you would hear someone say something and think, oh, I need to ask them these questions. I wonder if they've come up with a plan for that. A lot of us are primed to think about retirement, but Cindy, I'm sure there are a lot of different scenarios where it's good to have a plan. It's good to plan for something happening or address something that's happen. That's not just retirement, different things. Yeah. You know, you think about what, what people are concerned about these days, um, entering retirement is not, do I have enough money to spend necessarily, but do I have enough money to help my kids with a down payment for a home? And so, you know, lifetime gifts or something, I, I would say are a common theme of, of our clients who are either inheriting money. It's like, do I keep this for myself or do I pass it on to the next generation? Cause I don't need it. Um, so there are a lot of themes that, that come out and, you know, we have, we have some clients that have millions and millions of dollars, but they, they don't believe in, in gifting to their, their many, many kids. Um, you know, it's, I've given you enough, you've got your education and now you're on your own. Good luck with that. And everything else is going to charity. And then we have other folks, you know, the pendulum swings to the, the complete opposite side where there's so much concern to make sure that, the kids are taken care of. And, and we actually spend a lot of time even talking to our clients' kids and helping them with their financial literacy. So when we're working with a family or a couple, it's it's never just them. It's always, you know, if, they're, if there's a second generation involved. Um, I recently did a financial plan for somebody that I wouldn't normally have taken on as an individual client, but she was a sister of, of a very important client and he was concerned, you know, he's losing sleep at night, wondering if she's going to be okay. So that, you know, there, there's no end to what we wouldn't do for our clients. And, uh, you know, we definitely think about the entire family when mm-hmm. we, when we're working with our clients. That's so important. Now, Laura, I'm taking a guess here, but I assume we've probably gotten a lot of calls over the past couple of years in the pandemic and in the last year in particular, wondering about what's going on in the markets. And I'm sure people listen to you on the radio too, to try and get some insights to make sense of what's happening. Can you give us a bit of a snapshot of where we find ourselves today near the close of 2022 and generally what that means for people who are concerned about their retirements and are looking to make investments? Yeah, you know, when you take uh, a look at, you know, what investors have have kind of gone through since the pandemic started, and of course, that was very volatile, but ended up positive. And then you had 2021 be a great year. And then 2022 has obviously been challenging for numerous reasons, Uh, really starting with um, the Russian invasion on Ukraine. Uh, spiked the price of oil, uh, then inflation obviously moved higher, uh, and then central banks around the world got extremely aggressive in terms of increasing interest rates. And so again, this is uh, what I'm talking about on the radio weekly or on my podcast. And I, again, it's I'm probably over communicating with uh, with clients, so they don't even have to call us; we're calling them, um, you know. And so they know our opinion. And so um, even though it's been a challenging year. Uh, due to all those various reasons, um, you know, I do believe that we've seen uh, peak inflation. It's likely behind us, and I wouldn't be the only one. Um, the Fed increasing interest rates were likely towards the end of that, uh, obviously, than the beginning, because they really front loaded those interest rate hikes, you know, doing three quarters of a point in the US, uh, doing 1% here in, in Canada. Uh, at each meeting. And so, again, by doing that so quickly, yeah, markets don't like it, but it's hopefully going to solve the problem much more quickly. 
And kind of what solves the problem is is a slowing economy. They actually want the economy to slow uh, so there's less demand, so prices kind of can return to some sort of normal. And, you know, when I think about where we are in markets today, um, you know, as of a couple of weeks ago, I was saying, you know, markets look oversold, right? And that was the worst September uh, or sorry, worst month since the pandemic crash, right? And and so what's happened since then? Well, earnings have come out and, you know, earnings are looking pretty good. I mean, maybe the bar is set low, uh, but companies are are beating that bar. So companies are getting through this and that's likely because everybody's kind of working. You know, we have problems not getting people for work, uh, not the other way around. So, you know, if they can do this right, the idea would be is that, you know, we have a soft landing, uh, possible a light recession, uh, and not hurting the labor market too much would be the hopes into 2023. But short term, I would say uh, midterm elections are coming up in the U.S. Often markets rally after uh, an election, regardless of the result. Uh, you've got seasonality on our side. Markets are usually strongest between November and March. You have markets in oversold conditions. You have earnings actually positive. Uh, and all we need is the Fed also to kind of loosen their stance on increasing rates. They could say something at next week's meeting uh, that could be uh, that positive catalyst to finally move, move markets in a in a positive direction longer than just a few days. And so markets are looking like they want to move higher. Uh, we're looking forward to an end of year rally. And again, these can often come quickly and, and be very strong. And so when investors are feeling the most pessimistic, uh, you know, you should be asking yourself, should you be buying, not selling, right? You want to do the opposite of what you're feeling sometimes. Again, we need to be cautious into next year due to real estate, in my opinion. Um, when you have mortgage rates going up as as much as they have, that causes some concern. Canadians are over leveraged and people bought more home than they can afford. And so again, that, you know, maybe part two of this situation, but in terms of uh, very high inflation and increasing interest rates, to me, we're getting close to the end of that cycle. Uh, and again, we're always actively managing our clients' portfolios. Like you were saying, whether it's, you know, retirement, that's one part, uh, but there's lots of other portfolios we're managing where someone's just sold a business or again, inheritance, and maybe they're still working. Uh, and again, each family is unique and we're taking care of the whole family, as Cindy said. And when we're actively managing portfolios, what does that mean? Um, so I don't believe in buy and hold. Buy and hold is what a lot of mutual funds do. They kind of buy a basket of stocks and you think they're managing, but really they're not. Um, you know, what we do is, again, very transparent. You can see your portfolios online. You can see what we're buying and selling on a daily basis. Uh, we've had elevated cash positions this whole year, uh, basically to reduce the impact of what was going on out there. We're changing sectors, again, to be in the right sectors as we come out of this. So you don't want to just hold on to your positions because they're down. You want to, you know, have a financial advisor, a financial team that's leading you out of this situation uh, in the quickest way possible to get you back to where you were. And again, that's so crucial, uh, especially in retirement, to ensure when you're taking out income uh, that your portfolio doesn't have you know, a, a huge negative year or again, over many years, that's also important. So that's why active management is so important. And again, with the markets, uh, the markets will get over this. They've gotten over everything, um, you know, and it just matters that you're in high quality companies. So it's a matter of when, not if, uh, again, as long as you're with the right uh, portfolio manager and, and have the, the right investments for yourself. 
a lot of really great insight there. Thank you for walking us through some of the context because it's so critical. One thing Lori mentioned was selling a business. And Cindy, I want to ask you a bit about that. It's been such a challenging time for business owners. A lot of folks run a small business and that's probably a lot of their life savings. It's a lot of their blood, sweat and tears, and it would be a big event in their lives to sell it. What are some of the challenges you help business owners with or some of the questions that you answer when they're considering that? Well, that's a great question. Uh, there's so much. There's so much preparation in into getting ready to sell your business. Um, definitely something that I would I would encourage a client to work with their financial planner and their accountant together to make sure that um, you know advice is aligned. You all want to be on the same table. Um, so sometimes we'll I'll run across an accountant who's giving advice to a client, but it doesn't take into account a financial planning um, piece, and and it just gets overlooked. So we are we are all specialists for a reason. Um, and there's lots of crossover in what we do, but I would you know I would you know what I found over the pandem pandemic is a lot of people retired that I didn't expect to retire. They were just threw up their hands and said, yeah, I just, I can't deal with all these rules and regulations and, you know, managing my business was hard enough on, on, on its own. So now that we're sort of out of that and it's becoming a part of distant memory, um, not soon enough, if you ask me, but it's becoming a part of our distant memory. I, we, we are working with clients who are selling their businesses actively today. So there are lots of buyers for business. There's been lots of passive cash sitting on the sidelines waiting for opportunities. I get emails daily um, asking if I have any clients that are willing to sell their businesses. Um, oh. I get probably more emails um, from from hedge funds and, and venture capitalists, um, you know, asking if, if we know anybody who's interested in certain markets. So you have, you have these large, um, corporations stock full of cash who are interested in, in entering a sector of the economy and really doing a good job of buying, buying out business who, who are willing to sell, um, and without sacrificing all of the employees and without sacrificing the integrity of the firm. So if you think about yourself as a business owner, there's a lot of pride that goes into that. It's your baby. So, um, there's the, first, we have to make sure we're ready for retirement. Um, an entrepreneur often, um, comes to the table with some ego and, and that, that ego is, my business is successful because it, it's a part of me. This is who I am. And I'm, it's a hard thing to actually let that go. So we, we work with our business owners who are contemplating retirement and we talk to them a lot about what they want to do when they're no longer active in the business. Some people transition out of their business entirely um, only to find that they've found some other hobby or love of their life that happens to be another business. Um, so, you know, our, we call those serial entrepreneurs and it's not uncommon, <laughs> you know, um, if you're, if you're, you've got a lifetime of experience um, and, and you have all your marbles, why, why wouldn't you keep on working in some point or at, you know, on some level and, and it can be very stimulating, but Lori, I think her side job is actually as a travel consultant. 
Uh, if you want to talk to to anybody about making uh, plans with your family uh, over Christmas or or going on a vacation, I mean, we spend a lot of time just talking with our clients about what those things that they enjoy um, in life. And yeah, we need to quantify what those costs. You know, are your trips costing you ten thousand dollars or fifty thousand um, dollars? That's all important. You know, the facts and figures are important, but what's really important is just our clients enjoying life. And it can be a very stressful thing selling your business. Um, it's not for the faint of heart. It's a lot of work. So in addition to managing your company and wanting to make sure that your financials are just spotless um, in preparation for the sale of your company, you, there's a lot of work that goes into that. So you're running your business, you're you're working with your accountant, your financial planners hounding you for information. So a lot of you know clients feel like they're drinking from a fire hose and um I think that's a good message for anybody who's thinking about retiring. It's 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 an event in your life and it's a it's a fairly substantial event and and give it the time that it deserves. In the few minutes we have left, I want to give you each an opportunity to provide some last remarks and perhaps reflecting on as women in business your experiences, but women in business who serve female professionals and other women in business. Lori, I'll start with you and then Cindy, you can wrap us up. But Lori, any final remarks or thoughts that are important to keep in mind? Yeah, definitely. You know, I think it's uh, very important that women plan for their financial future. Um, make sure that you surround yourself with a team of advisors, uh, financial planner, portfolio manager, accountant, lawyer, to help you really plan uh, going forward. And whether it's retirement or as Cindy's talking about sale of a business um, or receiving inheritance or all those things um, that come at you, uh, you know, during life, um, you know, all those different stages. You want to have that team so that you can lean on them, uh, be confident in a, in the advice that you're receiving. You want the best of the best to be helping you uh, find solutions as you, like I said, enter that next stage in life. And it should be an exciting, uh, you know, part, uh, as Cindy was talking about, whether it's, you know, traveling or whether it's spending more time with family, uh, focusing on yourself, starting a new business, uh, mentoring, volunteering. There's so much that Cindy and I learn when we sit down with our clients. It's not just all financial. We want to know their goals, their hopes, their dreams, their fears, uh, which a lot of women are happy to communicate with us because we're so open uh, and wanting to learn everything it is about them so that we can properly uh, give them the advice that they need as they go, uh, go through different stages in life. So again, I, you know, I really enjoy working with Cindy. I've often said, you know, it's the first time you're retiring to a client. Uh, however, Cindy and I have retired a hundred times. So we've been through this. We have helped so many people successfully transition. Uh, so again, that's what you should be looking for and to form that team of advisors around you. Wonderful. Cindy. Yeah. You know, I, I think what I would like to leave as parting words is that Lori and I have worked very hard to set ourselves apart from other people in the industry by making sure we're the smartest people in the room when we when we're talking about our specific um, specialties, um, but also just how hard we do work. There's, you know, what I love about working with Lori is nothing falls through the cracks. It's a common phrase, oh, that got missed or this fell through the cracks. Nothing falls through the cracks with Lori's team. And that gives gives clients the comfort and confidence that they need in order to take our advice. So it's one thing to to have knowledge, but it's another another thing to have people actually um, 
trust, trust and, and confide in you. And that's something that our clients do that means so much to me. It always has from day one, the notion of being a professional. I just, you know, I didn't grow up wanting to be anything but a professional. I just knew I wanted to wear a suit and go to an office to work. <laughs> and, and, and it's just, it's still just as important to me as ever. Um, you will not find a lazy bone in either of our bodies. There, there's really not not anything that we wouldn't do for our clients over and above what is normally expected of people in our chairs. So um, I hope that people are encouraged. One thing, one thing that I I would say is that you know people tend to wait for too much pain to show up in relationships that they're currently in. Um, so I would encourage people if there's you know even a little butterfly or a thought in your head, butterfly in your stomach that says, maybe my person isn't, isn't, you know, working as hard or really on the ball. And if I'm coming into a significant sum of money, like an inheritance or the sale of a business um, or even executive compensation, if, if you think that you, you want to get outside advice, seek more than one opinion most definitely pick up the phone and give us a call because we don't, we don't charge to have a conversation. So um, I would really encourage people not to wait for too much pain to show up in your life when you're working with your advisor. If it's not working, it's not working and, and try something new. That's so important. No one wants to be in a position where they have to be reactive, better to be thoughtful and plan exactly. ahead. Cindy, Lori, thank you both so much for joining our show and for providing us with your <laughs> insights. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having us, Haley. Appreciate thanks your questions. So, uh, thanks so much, Haley. And uh, thank you, Cindy, for inviting me on the podcast today. I really uh, had a great time and uh, love uh, women helping women. Great parting words from our guest today. Joining us, Cindy David, President and Estate Planning Advisor with Cindy David Financial Group, and Lori Pinkowski, Senior Portfolio Manager and Senior Investment Advisor at Canaccord Genuity Wealth management, both with lots of experience in the industry, as you heard today. This has been our Women in Business podcast series, this episode sponsored by Cindy David Financial Group. You can find other episodes in this series. You can listen to this one, watch the video version, or if you're watching that, listen to the podcast at biv.com slash audio or slash video. Thanks again for joining us. I'm Haley Wooden, Executive Editor of BIV. We'll catch you next time.